Hey, it's Bill Simmons. We're not just reacting to the NBA playoffs on my podcast. We're also doing it on the Ringer NBA show and the Mismatch podcast. They are coming after some of these NBA playoff games. Check it out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Peter Rosenberg! Shout out to that guy, Oh my goodness. It's Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat, and this is the one people have been, this is the day where people are refreshing all day. They're, they're, they're hitting refresh on the, on the podcast app. They're going, where's an episode? I need to talk about wrestling today. I need to talk about something immediately. Well, don't worry. We're here, and for the next hour or so, we will break down everything in the week that was in professional wrestling. I'm your 24-7, forever 24-7 champion coming out of uh, New York City. Um, weighing in at an undisclosed amount, Peter Rosenberg. Joining me in Philadelphia, um, the physically large, the physically strong, often physically congested, the physically vacationing, Stack Guy Greg. That's right. That's right. But I'm in Philly right now. So, you know, no, no, Not vacation. no vacation this week. Not vacationing. No and, and also joining us from Los Angeles, California, where I believe his parents have finally left his house. 35 under 35 Dipperstein. And I'm being told, I have been told that at some point Dipperstein is going to bring a couple of guests. He says, famous friends who are going to be jumping on the pod at some point today. So that's exciting. 
That's right. That's right. You've uh, you've heard it here first, Peter. <sighs> you sound you sound particularly broadcasty today. You should yeah, really consider a career in this, honestly. Well, I'm in a very broadcasty mood because it's it's you sound, there's you feel broadcasty right now. Yeah. There, well, there's a lot of news. And by the way, SGG, you know the you know the saying. They podcast. I broadcast. That's right. That's, yeah. that's right. Don't you ever forget know. it. Don't ever forget it. You already know. So um, I, I guess there's no need to even start with anything except the, the news yesterday that started coming out towards the beginning of Raw that Sasha Banks and Naomi had left the building. SGG, do you want to give us like the timeline of how that played out exactly? Yeah. At least in terms of how other- the information came out. There is other news, but you're right. This is this is the news that is obviously going to dominate this podcast and probably any other podcast if you listen to it. But outside of Ring of Wrestling Show podcast, why would you listen to any other podcast? Honestly? Great, great point by you. But um, so it was announced that there was a six pack challenge that was going to take place on Monday Night Raw with the winner to become number one contender for Bianca Belair's Raw Women's Championship: Sasha Banks, Naomi, Dewdrop, Nikki Ash. Becky Lynch, Asuka, I believe, were the six women announced for this six-pack challenge. And then during the 9 o'clock hour at some point, Becky Lynch runs up to Adam Pearce and says, Listen, I know you got the call. Sasha Banks and Naomi, they've left the building. They're not here. They're not going to be able to do the main event. Just give me the number one contendership tonight. You don't even need to worry about the match cancel it announce me as the number one contender so i saw that and i thought okay work obviously like everybody else it's a television show we're enjoying a television show right oh yeah Um, i love tv there was no no footage released of sasha banks and naomi entering or exiting the building so i wasn't even sure if they were were even in the building to begin with so i was like (laughs) okay fine and then Corey graves mentions it on commentary as well so i'm still thinking work and then as the show progressed um they kept going back to the fact that sasha banks and naomi left the building and then fightful reported that this was in fact true that sasha banks and naomi did have a dispute with management and did leave the building and they even made mention of a statement that they received from wwe which at that point i was still speculating because i was like okay they say they got a statement, but there's no statement on .com, you know. Well, let's so let's jump let's jump to that statement which does exist. I'll read it. And for it everyone. definitely did end up appearing on WWE.com by the end of the night. I think at around uh, shortly after midnight, the WWE Twitter account released a tweet that linked to the statement and I'm going to throw it to you Rosenberg so you can read it to the people in your right. in your best broadcast yeah yeah well, this is this is this is where you need the big broadcaster chops to to read this big statement here here we go wwe's statement on sasha banks and naomi when sasha banks and naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's monday night raw during the broadcast they walked into wwe head of talent relations john laurinaitis's office with their suitcases in hand, placed their tag team championship belts on his desk and walked out. They claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champions. And even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they'd had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. 
Monday Night Raw is scripted is a scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event. Yeah. So now this is similar. This is like a similar statement that Jack Tunney read when Warrior didn't show up for uh, for SummerSlam '91, '92. <laughs> is is it actually? Because that's very interesting. Is it similar to Tunney's statement? I don't Was recall. Was it '91 or '92? I'm blanking on. Oh, let me see. It might have been '90. It was '92. Let me see if I can find it. That went, no, Warrior was there, wasn't he? What, what did he not show up for? What was the event? Or that he threatened not to show up? What happened? S- I, I, SummerSlam? What was it? It was, it would, no, he showed up and he demanded money. And if he didn't get the money, he was leaving. So they let him do it and then they fired him after. Yeah, but they right, paid but him. What was the, there was a statement that Jack Tunney made. I can't believe I'm blanking on this, but uh, that about, about <laughs> I, Warrior. I can't believe you're blanking on this contract. either because you brought it up. I know. I know. <laughs> were, I know. I know. <laughs> Um, well, either way, not my best moment. Well, listen, not your best moment. It's okay. You can recover from this. But it was it was a Jack Tunney like statement. And then one thing that's I know been big on the Internet, which always I mean, like, listen, I, is uh, Graves on on commentary said Sasha and Naomi left. They were unprofessional and, you know, and, and they decided to leave the building. Something to that effect. And. Here's the one part. We'll, we'll get into all the angles of this because this is all very interesting. But the one thing I find crazy is that people hear that and actually get mad at Graves. Like, I understand, like, not everyone knows the inner workings of WWE, but you really think Graves would just go rogue with that on TV? Like, right. it's just people are so naive that they're just like, oh, I guess Graves decided he really doesn't like Sasha and Naomi. If I mean, if, dude, everyone's doing a job. I don't understand. If there's one thing we all know by now is that WWE is scripted. They said it in the press release last night. This is a scripted program. By the way, Dip, did you puke last night when you read this? I, I was dry heaving. I don't see it. Yeah. I didn't actually vomit. No so liquid, but you were over the toilet. Well, yeah, and, I put and by the, the way, towel down on the toilet, and I was retching. It's it's multiple lines that are brutal. Number one, and so I, unnecessary to me, even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, we yeah. had to have that in there. Oh, yeah. my. I don't even it's, think. Do you think? Do you think a statement needed to be made? I understand <sighs> it's for like advertising purposes, but besides okay. that, can I? Just, I was like, I was given a theory. Okay. I was given a theory that I think okay. is. Very on point. Okay. From someone who knows things very well. I heard from many people today, but this is something that I heard that I think is solid. The reason the statement came out, which I agree, I think we all agree. Are we all on the same page? We thought it was very weird and kind of unnecessary to rush a statement out. Yes. We all agree. Yeah. So it it was, it was very strange. Like, I'm sorry, Sasha Banks and Naomi not appearing at raw is not going to be worldwide news. Okay. They could have easily moved on. So why the statement? The theory I heard, which I found to be interesting, is the reason they made the statement is because Vince McMahon hates not delivering on an advertised match. And because the match was advertised on television and they walked out on him anyway, it was like, we need to explain why this match is not on our television. Mm. I think it's an interesting theory. Yeah, I I I understand that. I think I, I can see why they would then put out if that's their logic, like we take seriously delivering what we advertise for our for our advertisers, for our networks, for our fans. I can see why then a that make you want to make a statement and b why that statement might have some 
vitriol in it and some bitterness because it's like you're making us do something that we really don't want to do, which is announce that we're not going to have our main event. And you, and, they also- and you put it on, you said something there too that I think is also key is that yes, fans were definitely tuned in and fans were, were, were reading that statement and fans are speculating, but that statement was also for networks and advertisers also to show yeah, them that like, this is not how we do business. Yeah, I fair guess. I, I I guess. Um, I've also heard, and I don't know if it's true, but like, if Roman Reigns were to have not appeared for some reason, or John Cena, or Hulk Hogan, or somebody of that nature, they refund the crowd. They refund everyone's ticket. Like, if they're not, if they're oh, advertised yeah. for a big match and they don't show up, right? Someone who is the biggest draw, you know, gets they they refund the crowd, um, the gate that night. I didn't. I didn't. That's what I've heard over the years. Well, yeah, that makes sense. If you advertise, if you pre-advertise as they do for all their live events, huge names like a, a a the number one name to get you in the building, they have to deliver that person. Yeah, um, I, I don't know about uh, make, I don't know about legally, but it's at least I, from just I, a it's, it's smart. I know, is, I know this is sort of a big story for marks to grasp onto and be excited to talk about, but. I got to be honest, like, here we go. You think this is if, also if, nothing. If you're going to say that you don't want to talk about it, we can we can end with that because we have to talk about it. Um, what, what, what are you about here, to say? It's, <laughs> it's really hard to speculate on what the actual circumstances oh, of the situation were. That I agree with. Yeah, we have no idea. None we have no idea. We're there. Um, it wasn't. I don't know. I just feel like it's sort of an inconsequential. I mean, it, it, it's it's an interesting thing because wrestlers don't just walk out of live television shows and break advertising protocols and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's like we're just we're just speculating. That's all. Well, no, no, that that I agree with. Uh, agree I with you on one hundred percent. Do but it's just not. I don't think it's that compelling. To see that, talk well, about see what's potentially happening. Well, that that That's part where I you think, lost I think, me. <laughs> I think I think I disagree with you. Not that compelling. I mean, the whole state. This is never happened like i don't ever recall them putting out a statement mid-show and then kind of bury the talent have their announcers kind of bury the talent baby face talent by the way they have buried the talent before when austin did this they buried him for weeks they they bought the rock out they brought the rock out to crush him i don't recall if there was a statement mid-show but a mid-show and also this is a different time like things aren't generally that loose anymore. That's why this is exciting. That's why people were excited by this because it's like, it feels like craziness of the attitude era that it would happen. But I do think you said one thing that's important that I was also going to say, just to be clear, because every podcast is going to talk about it. Okay. I will say that I am more informed than 98% of those places you're going to listen to. And I still don't know anything. You can't really know the exact details. Why? Because unless you were in the room yourself, you're getting it secondhand no matter what. You're getting it secondhand. And well, you're everyone getting it has, third hand, actually. Yeah, realistically. Realistically, you're getting it third or fourth hand, right? With the sprinkles so, of the spice and everything. I, so I heard I heard the story from a couple of places, but like I'm still I still have to take the story with a grain of salt because yeah. who knows? Let me just say this. On the surface, clearly the bad guys are made to be Sasha and Naomi. Right. Because right? they walked out and it's the easiest, it's I mean, it's the the, easiest it's, place to place it. Like they if, took the last step. And if it and if it played out as it's described exactly, if it if that was the only thing that happened, 
if the only thing that happened was the original story of they felt they weren't getting enough respect as tag team champions, why do they have to go against each other in a six-pack challenge? And they walked out. If that's the entire story, then pinning them as the bad guys would be safe. That would be fair. I think that would be within bounds. There's no reason tag team champions can't be in a six pack challenge against each other for the title. That to me is not deal breaking at all. Well, let me, you, you skipped ahead a little bit. So let but, me but, just, no, but let me just finish the same okay. and close it up by saying, but we don't know that that's the case anyway. Right. We don't right. know that. So I can't say that you could put it all on them. Cause how do we know that's really the only conversation that existed? Right. And so like you said, dip alluded to it and actually dip said it outright. A lot of people are speculating. There's theories flying around. Uh, this seems to be the most consistent thread line in all the theories and speculation that I saw. They were put into this match, this six-pack challenge. They are the tag team champions. Naomi was scheduled to win the six-pack challenge to go on to face Bianca Belair, presumably to lose the, the match against Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell, and that as tag team champions... Sasha Banks and Naomi did not want to be put in this position. They tried to get it to work around it, to have even someone else go over, even if they were going to be in the match, that Vince McMahon wouldn't agree to change it. And so at that point, because they were at an impasse, they walked out of the building. But that you, you basically didn't say anything different than what I just suggested, if it were to be true. Right. Like, like, like maybe I'm, what I'm trying to say is this. If it was simply someone, the whoever's wrong in this, whether it's Sasha, Naomi, or someone else involved in that match, whoever is the person that turned this thing and made it weird, whoever the person is who said, I don't want the finish to be that way. It shouldn't be that way. That's ultimately the person who's wrong here. Like that's ultimately what this is about is, did everyone come up with a plan of what you're doing? And then you go out there and you do your job. And some days you don't like it. And that's totally annoying. But if that is simply all that happened, I would not say that's grounds for walking out. You know what I mean? I just don't believe that would be grounds for walking out. But as I said, I don't know that that's the whole story. Yeah. And we, it's almost assuredly not the whole story, right? Because like, you don't, this, again, I'm going to speculate a little bit and just say that if it were me, there would have to be more to it than that to, for that. That's the straw, right? <laughs> that's the straw that broke the camel's back. But there's always, always more to it at that point. And nobody knows what that extra is. Here's the overarching problem for me. All okay? right. They're a thrown together tag team, just like every, most of the women's tag teams. Okay. And to me, there's nothing compelling about the two of them as a tag team to begin with, let alone having them be tag team champions. So being able to throw them into a, whatever, I'm just saying, SGG, I'm sure you love them. I'm I don't, I don't, I don't, agree, I don't agree either, but keep going. Yeah. I, the point remains. I don't, keep going. I, don't, I don't find them to be compelling television in any way. Are they, I so, think they, I think they are much more compelling together than they were in the, in the immediate separate. I don't find them compelling yeah. at all. I like them both individually as wrestlers. I don't think that they're anything as a tag team. Okay. But like the, uh, the idea, I'm talking as a fan now, the idea that they can just be thrown into a, a challenge or a, a six-pack challenge where they're against each other and they're tag team partners or whatever just like goes to show that like they're not so cohesive as a tag team and they can book them in any way they want because you'd never book demolition 
in a in a uh, in a six pack challenge with 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 four other wrestlers or you know a tag team that really sort of meant anything as a as a as an actual cohesive unit. So I'm just looking at it from a fan perspective of like an audience perspective. Like they could do whatever they want with Sasha Banks and Naomi because like at the end of the day they're so breakupable and they just don't really mean anything to each other. They're champions or whatever that means. But like at the end of the day, the visual of the two of them fighting against each other doesn't matter because they have no story. They have no real gimmick. They're just together and they're the champions and they're both cool. Like, does that make well, sense? That's why that's why I don't understand. That's why I don't understand what the downside is to them being in the match. Like, like there isn't. There's no downside or upside. It's just they they think high, more. High, I guess if I'm just playing into the, the the BS story of what this probably is, like they're you know think highly of themselves and they're like You're, we're being disrespected well, by the- being thrown into a match where we're against each other. But like ultimately, I'm just saying from my fan perspective, Dipperstein's perspective, like the visual of them wrestling against each other means basically nothing to me like let them wrestle against each other their tag team champions. Right, right, right. who cares they're thrown together and what's the difference here's the here's the downside at least from their perspective and probably from the perspective of their fans right they're the tag team champions so if you have you have a month where they're holding these championships with no storyline no nothing they mean nothing through a pay-per-view probably through to the next pay-per-view like at that point, they're carrying around paperweights when they're supposed to be the tag team champions. And so I think but that, that might point, have been... To me, they are carrying around paperweights. Like, they could break up tomorrow. I wouldn't even think twice. I, you know, one of them turns around and punches the other in the face and they have a match at Hell in a Cell. Well, that's, but that's why you go to management, right? And say, like, we have these titles. They should mean something. Make, the, make them mean something, right? You're scripting this show. Put, oh, pen agree, to, put pen to paper to make these titles mean something. So I think we're, I think for them, that's the downside that. of, of them. You want, we're on the same page. That's my whole point is like there's so little storyline with the women's tag division other than they're the champions and they're going to wrestle other people and someone will win and someone will lose. That's basically what they're doing. So, yes, they're, they're in their right to be like, we need to be booked better. We need an actual story. We need our tag team to be compelling because right now it's just two really fun, great Women's wrestlers who are together and have the titles. It could be anybody. So, so I'm going to say something without saying something. Yeah. I just looked at some things. I just did a little bit of uh, research into things, and I, I, I think this is. I, I think it. This tells me that the story that we believe is the story is only half the story. Of course, (laughs) but I mean, I believe there's another half of this story that frankly has zero to do with Sasha and Naomi. Now, are you about to blame Fufu Shmashma? No, he's a great guy. Oh, oh, never. But no, no. I think that this involves other people. um, And Sasha and Naomi got sort of thrown into a spot and they felt disrespected because because of other people's BS in their eyes, now they're in a match they don't want to be in, right? On top of that, they also probably feel like they haven't been getting respect as the tag champions anyway, and I think they want the titles to mean more. And I, by the way, I don't disagree with that. I think you should want that women's tag title to mean yeah. more. And yeah, we here's the thing: we wish it did. Here's the thing about Naomi and Sasha Dip, where I'll like I'll, I'll push back on you a little bit. You have every right to say 
that there's nothing compelling about the way they were put together. I don't think anyone could argue that. they were. It was a throw together before WrestleMania, just like, hey, let's give it a shot. It should work. But where I disagree with you is that even though that is true, they are both really loved by live crowds and together they're loved even more. Like they are getting yeah. response. I've When you see them, they get a reaction. People like them both. They root for them for different reasons. People root for Naomi because she's so lovable and, and cool. And people love Sasha, who's not as lovable and cool on the surface because she's an amazing in-ring wrestler. So the combination, they do get a lot of love. And I do think it's worth trying to make them something. I think even though they got thrown together in a haphazard way, because of the, the the cachet, they're both former champions, they could be good to make those titles really mean something. Um, but that being said, that still doesn't mean that it's the right move if you feel disrespected to walk out, especially on an advertised match. Well, okay. what it makes just, it... It doesn't make, someone, it doesn't make someone a tag team to just throw their, their you know... And I, by the way, I feel this way about RK Bro, even though I like RK Bro. Like, it doesn't make someone a tag team just to throw their songs together and, you know, like whatever, the, whatever. The but that's that's what they do now. We all agree that I, that's not what the way it should always be done. But that is basically yeah. how it's well, done now. At least in the case of Naomi and Sasha sucks. Banks, right? At least in the case of Naomi and Sasha Banks, I think the mistake they made in putting them together was that they didn't lean more in on the history that they have because they were in a faction when Sasha Banks first showed up and they were in a faction for a long time. And so they should have made them coming together more of a reunion instead of a, just a, like a, hey, but Naomi correct. saying, I'm going to win the tag team titles with Sasha Banks. Do, do they have any mutual want or need? Was there any reason for them to be together? No. Well, no, but what, what I'm saying there? is they have a history, so they could have used that history right. to, Fine. to put them together. They didn't. Yeah. That's that a makes mistake, sense. But At least dress them alike. Put them in they do. the same gear. They do. I just like tag teams that look cohesive, that, that are that have a reason to be, that have a mutual goal and plan. I'm old. Listen, well, listen. We know that everyone listening knows that. That's why people love you. But at the same time, you have to like. Uh, it's true. I agree. I wish they did a better job putting tag teams together. But listen, they also strike gold sometimes. RK Bro struck With gold. RK Bro. So like sometimes you throw it together. Anyways, at some point we're gonna get to the bottom of 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 what happened, maybe. But I will say, I, regardless of the reasoning, I really wish the statement didn't read that way. I, I wish it wasn't right. so like, wrestling is not real at all. So <laughs> we sent people home. They did bad. So they're gone. It's just like, I think they could have left some of those things out. Yeah. And I sort of wish they didn't walk out too, just because that that is the story, right? It's like, Speculation, speculation, this happened, he said, she said, blah, 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 BS, 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 and then they walked out, and then they, now they have to shoulder all the heat when, like you said, people don't know the half of it, people don't know a tenth of what went up, what happened, but we know that they walked out, and now they have to deal with all the heat from it when there's so many moving parts <laughs> that go into the whole story. Look, I'm sure this was hardly the Montreal screw job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sure I, it was way less important than that situation. Well, I mean. To us, but to them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. I mean, that's the, why even have a conversation about anything? Yeah. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> no. It's not the Montreal screw job. I mean, it's not Hogan versus Andre, okay? I mean, not everything <laughs> right. can be that. But anyways, that's, so that, that's the main thing people came away talking about last night, which is kind of unfortunate 
Uh, if you're Omos, who had one of his biggest moments yesterday, starting off an episode of Raw with a cage match, which I actually, I really liked until I, th- I thought the end was clunky and stupid. But I liked I it up until you, then. I like, I, I love his presentation so much better with the new teeth. He looks like scarier mm. even and like more professional. I can't, it's, <laughs> I it's know such a difference. It's such a difference. I, I, I really is. I gotta ask. I gotta ask him what the process was like. If it's as bad as you described it to me, he looks fantastic. But like they have to take all, they have to shave all your teeth down. Is that what they do? Well, I don't know. It depends if he has crowns or if he has um implant or if he has um veneers. Veneers. Uh, so it's a similar process, but uh, so either way, they're shaving your teeth, though, right? Yeah, they they shave down the teeth to like a stump, and then they they put you know they they form they form the thing over your teeth. Uh, and, and by the way, I I, I, I was interested. I was interested in it. I was like, I think it could be like a one of those, like just like he said, like for for TV presentation. I could see it like taking you up a notch. It, it worked kind of for Roman. It's I see how it's Absolutely. a good thing. It works then, for everyone that does it. But then, opinion. but then, yeah, basically it works for everybody. But I'm, then I'm, you saw the price. I'll eventually do it at some point. But then Dip told me, well, you're just a lunatic. But yeah, Dip also Dip then need- told me that you have to then do it again. Like in because it's not permanent. Or twelve years, you have to do it again. Yeah, yeah, because it, it'll they'll eventually break down and like they don't they won't look as nice after about ten years. This is all coming from my mother. Who knows what the hell she's talking about? This is what she does. <laughs> yeah, our dad. Well, I mean, can you imagine you say, how big? When you say big who knows what she's talking about, you mean that she knows what she's talking about, not who knows what she's talking about, right? She definitely. No, no, she, she knows. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Who knows okay. what she's talking about. Yes. Right. She knows what um, she's talking about. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you have to do it again in like ten years. Who cares? You're worried about it in ten years. I mean, what do you? If you make do it, it right, you, you worry, worry not, about it. Not worry about it in the ninth year because then it's uh, then it's, it's coming up. It's not a painful procedure. It's just a you know it's it's in, it's involved, and you have to go back a few times and get it done. So we, every, we, we, I mean, everyone does it out here. I mean, I live in Hollywood here. I'd say every person. I mean, people are people are, are veneering and veneering. Oh yeah, they're veneering up a storm. Ooh, hold up. Smell test. Go ahead. Sniff those pits. Now, your bits. Feet, toes, come on. Could be fresher, right? It's all good. Old Spice Total Body Deodorant Spray is gentle enough to use all over your body, giving you 24-7 lasting freshness with daily use, from pits to toes and down below. So every smell test gets a... (sighs) Shop for Old Spice Total Body Deodorant. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. SGG, what else happened uh, outside the ring this week? Ric Flair announced his return to the ring, and CM Punk and Eric Bischoff have been in a, a war of words. It's, it's getting one-sided at this point, though. I think CM Punk finally decided to keep quiet, but Eric Bischoff is still still on his head. What, what is going on? Okay, let's, let's, let's start there. Let's do both. But what, what's, happening on with, what's happening with Bischoff and Punk? So... You know, everybody knows Bischoff has his podcast with Conrad, and he made a comment about AEW on this podcast that 
they need to do better storytelling because they haven't grown. They they sort of plateaued in his eyes. And it's something he's been saying for months, but um, apparently last week it struck a nerve with CM Punk who tweeted out, wrestling Twitter needs to stop amplifying all the old head, bad faith, bad take carny dipshits. They had their moment in the sun. Let them die in the dark with their ego podcasts. Quote me. Wow. <laughs> so, so got back to Eric Bischoff who tweeted, okay. And then he quoted CM Punk. He said, so I'm not Hogan or Savage. Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole, they're not the outsiders. I see the parallels, but this is totally different. And I'll go ahead and say it. And people can quote me on this and they'll be pissed. But to me, this is bigger. And then Eric Bischoff goes, how is that working out? Mm. Punk didn't respond, but it didn't stop Eric Bischoff from again going on his podcast and just saying like this is what i do like i like getting into confrontations like this um punk coming at me sort of revved me up but it's true and eric bishop just explains that to him punk talked a lot of stuff about being able to take AEW to the next level and how they were bigger than the outsiders from a numbers perspective that punk has not been a worthwhile return on the investment for, for for Tony Khan, um, in terms of profit, uh, f- for advertisers, merch sales, nothing. He he called CM Punk the biggest financial flop in wrestling. Well, that's a, that's quite a statement coming from Eric Bischoff, <laughs> who's who's responsible for some great things and some pretty big flops. <laughs> he's he's done it all. Yes, yes. Uh, and wait, and, and what was the other story you just said prior to that? And Ric Flair announced that he's all oh, the Ric Flair retirement. So Ric Flair announced that uh, he's he's having a retirement match for with Jim Crockett Promotions. Yeah, the night after SummerSlam in Nashville. In, in Nashville. Well, guess what, guys? I'm going. I, I I'm not yeah. missing that. I'm going. I. I, you, you know, me. It's gonna be cry- He's gonna be crying and crying. They're gonna need a, a an entire eighteen wheeler full of Kleenex to, uh, to wipe <laughs> the tears away from from Ric Flair's eyes that evening. The moment he puts that robe on, he's gonna be streaming with tears. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, the tears are streaming like the Dead Sea, <laughs> like when the Red Sea parted for our people. <laughs> That's it's gonna be. I mean, you're so right about that. Also, like, here's the thing. So he had the WWE retirement. And when yes. you go back and look at it, all these years later, 15 years later, you realize like he was still a relatively young guy then. Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah, but I said this before and I'll say it again. I say it all the time. Ric Flair has looked old my whole life. Correct. Like... The halt from from the time you see him sitting in the audience in that movie Body Slam to when he shows up in WWE in 92 to when he shows back up and is winning the Intercontinental Championship. He's looked old the whole time. So, so That's I, true. It's what makes him older. Yeah. Now that he actually is old. <laughs> so the last one he had, though, he was just shy of 60. Okay? which Which is old. But let's be honest, guys. It's not as old as... A wrestler can wrestle at. We've seen them go well beyond. Lawler's still having matches. Okay, probably also against uh, the advice of his 
his doctors. Oh, I'm sh- I mean, you think a Lawler's had, as we know, incredible health scares and he still has matches. He's 72. So it's not crazy to me that Rick wants to have one more. And I sort of see this retirement as different than the last one. I see that this will probably be legit the last time he's ever in a wrestling match. And I'm sure it won't be much, and I'm sure it'll just be nice, but he gets an entrance, and he comes out. Uh, dip The tears of mage will be flowing. <laughs> it'll it'll be, oh, I'm interested. I'm interested. And the fact that it's, I wonder how they'll, uh, I wonder what Jim Crockett Promotions is now. Like, what is that even going to look yeah, like? Yeah, what does that even mean? I think they're just maybe doing that for, like, maybe Jim Crockett is just promoting the show. Right, right. That's my guess, is that Jim's yeah. going to do it with him. Yeah. And and this is what we'll get. I wonder who it's going to be. It'll be fun. It'll be you, fun. You I think mean, it'll I think be? What's the harm in him think, doing a few a few spots? Like you, nothing. You think he, it'll he, be? Uh, be fine. You I think read a rumor be, that it was going to be a tag match and that Steamboat was going to be. Um, they're saying it's going to be FTR and Flair versus Rock and Roll and Steamboat. Sounds good. FTR and Flair versus Rock and Roll Express and Steamboat. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because they can still yeah. go, right? Yeah, they go and go. <laughs> they, they still go and go. So, yeah, that could work. I mean, I guess he can't do that much, so you wouldn't want to have him versus Steamboat one-on-one. But I, I was going to say, I, I wouldn't hate Jay Lethal. But you touched on the right thing, though. Like, how much, how much can he do? Who knows? Who knows? At but least I'm the tag not- match, he can stay on the corner and, and hide, hide a little bit. I wonder, to. I want to see uh, what this venue is. He said it's uh, outside. It's It said, um, let's see. The rumors are true. I'm going to walk that aisle style and profile one last time. July 31st, Nashville, Tennessee, Jim Crockett Promotions. I will prove once again that to be the man, you got to beat the man. RickFlairsLastMatch.com. Let's take a look. The Nashville, the, the world famous Nashville Fairgrounds. I have no idea what Nashville. Oh, and it's going to be on Triller. Is it no, really? Fight TV. Fight TV. But Triller that's is sa- fight TV. Same thing. Yeah, same yeah, thing. Right. Whatever. What does that mean? It'll be great. It'll be fun. It, you know, there'll be a lot of woos, a lot of a lot of strutting, and a lot, you know, a few. There'll be a figure four, and there'll be some punches and kicks. I mean, what, what's what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, I, I hope so. <laughs> He's I not hope going so. through a table. He's gonna I, be I fine. don't think so. No, but when you're that old, like I mean, Sting took a buckle Rock and bomb. Rock going to do their their running elbows. You know, it's going to be great. They'll do all the little spots. You know, you'll get some some steamboat chops. It'll be Mage. I hope It'll be so. a ten minute match. It'll be great. I, I hope so. I hope. I hope that none they of the many things that SummerSlam. can go wrong That's what they should goes be doing. wrong. SummerSlam should be hosting this match. It should be the main event of SummerSlam. They don't have enough insurance for that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I actually agree with Dip. I, I don't think it's going to be anything. I, I don't think it's going to be. Oh, wow. And then July 29th, the roast of Ric Flair set to headline StarCast 5. Oh, that'd be fun. That sounds pretty mage, dude. So the, the, roast, the roast of Ric Flair sounds pretty mage, but that match, though, man, I'm... Uh, I'm st- you're worried about it? He's going to be fine. I'm with Dip. He's going to be fine. We He'll have fine. we have no idea if he's going to be fine. We have it's cuz yo, when I mean, you're that Greg, old, if, if he t- 
if he takes a, a power bomb, he'll ha- there'll be a problem with his back. But if he does some punches and kicks and some chops and some strutting and a figure four, everything's going to be fine. I hope take. A, he's gonna take a. He's gonna take a backdrop too. Yeah, if he take. Yeah, exactly. There's no tell. On like, his, on his, yeah, but he always. He knows how to cheat that. He's been doing it his whole life. He, ha, has he done it at seventy three? Yes, on the video with Jay Lethal, like two weeks in a row. He didn't do a he's backdrop though, did it? He didn't do a back body I drop. I think he did a slam, body slam. Yeah, he did a light body slam, which is fine because they can control how you go down on the body slam. But like, once he's in the, I mean, I don't know. They, I think he did do a backdrop. Because people, I, I'm not worried about people flares. get injured on routine bumps, man. People get injured badly on routine stuff all the time. So Flair's a vet; he's probably going to be in there with veterans. But still, at that age, like, I'm worried I about it. I trust Steamboat and Rock and Roll Express. I like the I like the phrase that as you just said, Flair's a vet. You don't say, is it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you could, yo, you Jerry Lawler too. Jerry Lawler took an elbow drop and had a heart attack. I mean, but that's not why. I never believed that story for a second. That the elbow drop was why he had the heart attack. You really think that's possible? I have no idea. But all I know is that he he was in the ring and it was a routine match with routine spots, and he did have a heart attack. But I, I would I would imagine that was from getting gassed or something, not from possibly, the actual. Possibly, but still, if he wasn't in the match, that wouldn't have happened. Well, I'm excited for it either way. Uh, what and we, we were just talking about, Dip took us down the um, the road of Omos's teeth. But I was going to say what I didn't what I didn't love about the end of that match, guys, was that um, I didn't love that Omos throws Lashley through the cage. It's a little clunky, and then he just stands there watching as Lashley steps off the cage and wins. Like, don't you think the second he saw Lashley outside the cage, he should have tried to run to get out himself? Well, if mm, it's good point. why would if, you stand there if he cared about winning? Right. Because there's a lot of times when these heels go into these matches, their philosophy is like, I don't care about winning. I just care about destruction and, and whatever. Now, granted, he didn't say that. <laughs> so I'm literally I'm quite literally putting words in his mouth and MVP's mouth. But um. If he cared about winning, then yeah, he should have done something to keep Lashley in the cage. But if he just cared about destroying him, then it makes sense that he would just say, "All right, whatever." I threw him through the cage. This is—he's not going to survive this. And then Lashley just rolls off and takes his. Yeah, and I guess I guess he could look at it as like, "Who cares that I lost that way? I still beat him up and threw him through the cage." Yeah, because even the same thing happened with um, Big Show when he debuted and. He threw Austin into the cage and then, like, Austin held on and then won his match. Right, right, right. It didn't matter. It didn't matter uh, that Vince, wa- Vince lost because he destroyed Austin. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. We are going to get Lashley MVP. That's what it feels like. I mean, th- this great MVP does not let up on this all being about WrestleMania. Like, every time he talks, every time he talks, he says at WrestleMania, you wanted to blah, blah, blah. Like he's just establishing they are not making it an Omos thing. It is an MVP thing. You think? So, yeah. I think so. That's, I mean, a, that's a quite the theory. Well, well, here's my question. What's Omos's motivation? <laughs> right. Like he's just there. MVP, frankly, it's going to be a quick turnaround, by the way. I, I could see them turning Omos babyface pretty quick, too on MVP, like getting sick of him being like talking about Omos like he's nothing. And because he literally, he disrespects the hell out of Omos. He's basically just like, I'm the only reason Lashley was anything. And now I'm the only reason 
Omos is anything. Does Omos so, slap him up? Like, does he paintbrush him like Andre and Heenan? Ooh. <laughs> uh, I would love it. I would love it. So Omos's voice, like, I like, I'm a fan. He's an attraction. He he feels like something. He feels like something, but they have to, I don't know what they need to do. It's the black outfit. It's the outfit that doesn't give him any. It should be more than just a tank top. I I agree. It should be more than a tank top, but I don't know where to go either. It's it's not easy to think about how to dress him. It really is. He's Garganch. Does he go shirtless? With- no. I would love him shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. What like what like long tights and no shirt? Yeah. Like Bobby's outfit. Listen, they I feel obviously like he's too tall though. That's they don't, the thing. They don't like anyone to not be completely ripped with their shirt off. I mean, th- the Usos wear shirts. Okay? All the time now. Almost all the time. And they're right? ripped though. They rip they're they're not ripped, but ripped, they're in plenty yeah, yeah. they're in plenty ripped. good shape though. I mean, right, ripped right. ripped relative to this group, yes. <laughs> ripped <laughs> next next to Dang. the Almighty, no. But speak for yourself, I look great. They they put they put <laughs> the um and 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 who else? I was just thinking of someone else who's always. Oh, th- look what happened with Gunther. Gunther had to lose like fifty pounds. He already looked great. He looked gigantic and great. And it's like now it's like. He looks great, but he'd look even better if he was trim. <laughs> like it's. Well, I, I, I mean, I, well, they never, they never actually did put a shirt on Gunther, so we don't know if they were gonna make him or not. Because he competed at Survivor Series shirtless. He competed well, at the main roster. Roman wasn't shirtless for years until he got in like real shape. Yeah, don't forget about that. Yeah, we're now used to Roman being shirtless, but he wasn't shirtless. I wonder how long I would need to start. How long if I started right now? How long till I could get shirtless on WWE television? I'll give you, I'll give you, I think. Six months? Could I do it in six months? I was going to say by Survivor Series. Is that six months from now? June, July, August, September, October. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I think it'd be done. So if I didn't eat another bagel or, or, or a delicious item between now and November, and I lifted every day. Push you gotta run too. You know, some, you're not gonna just get away with. No, I have no. Diet. Well, listen, I'll, I'll get my cardio. I'm on the Peloton. Okay, I'm getting okay. my cardio. I'll work really hard on the cardio. Start lifting. By Survivor Series, could I look like Roman Reigns? That is the question. Yeah, I th- I think so. I think so. And by the way, I think you're pretty close now. Honestly, and, look thank like you. Looking like him. And by the way, I can also let my hair grow out and see how that goes too. <laughs> Maybe I end up by the full. Way. Full Roman Reigns. Would it look like Baron Corbin's hair before he shaved it? A thousand. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah not so happy, Corbin. That's why you had to. You should have started on the Propish, dude. Years ago, uh, dude. I, dude. I. I believe me. I did every. I you're, put everything. You were peaching and peaching. Dude, I was using. You were peaching and peaching. You know how many years I used Rogaine for? Uh, I, I, by the way, I no, think Rogaine's I've, not Propecia. I take a pill every morning for for the last twelve years. Yeah, I predate Propecia. Okay. It wasn't it, basically before it was you common. Propecia? Uh, my baldness predates Propecia, I would say. I mean, maybe it's like around. It started coming out at the same time. But when people were like, I'll oh, take a pill. I was like, I don't know what the hell is in this. I'm good. Mm. Although I got to tell you, the Rogaine was nonsense, too. I was rubbing that <laughs> gross foam on my head every night, every night. <laughs> and yeah, I did now a few times. 
I think it did. Dip, do you why? Have, do you, Hold on. Dip, Dip, do you even have baldness in your why? family? Yeah. Bald is Who's who's bald? There's Not dip. People. You see this? We got, we got some people. We got some people. We got some people. You're taking Propecia every day of your life. I've taken it every day for years. That's garbage. One you had, I, I I failed to see the reason why you even needed to take one ever. Because the the because the the corners of my hair started to get thin. That's why. Yo, and dip went straight straight to the the cheat code. The second I'm not saw- interested in being bald, you guys. I have no interest. I I'm I love hair. I want hair forever. Okay, I want to die with hair, a full head of hair, brown hair, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't even want to you don't even want to silver fox it. I'm gonna die with a full head of brown hair at a hundred years old. What are your thoughts? As you should. Good for you. I'm gonna wrestle my last match with a full head of brown hair. It'll you look totally natural. <laughs> Right. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What else do we need to talk about today? Because we don't have that much time. We got to get to some mailbag. And we don't have that much time to cover. Should we talk about my, my I, I think my, my two friends might be ready oh. to. Do you want to pay off the tease right now? Yeah. All right. I'm ready. Guys, can you. Guys, get in here. Oh, here okay, we go. Well, Something's going uh, on. Uh, here we go. We have. Uh, here they come. Hey, look here. <laughs> look what we have here. Wow. Oh, look at these gorgeous, stunning, rubber, mint adjacent items. LJN Haku and LJN White Ref. <laughs> <laughs> Is there wow. an LJN Black Ref? Or Blue no, Shirt Ref? No, blue, blue Shirt Ref. I have Blue Shirt Ref. Yeah. <laughs> We now SGG thought completed. he meant race. <laughs> no, no. We uh, I I I gotta give a shout out to my guy Mike S. Uh, from Hershey, PA. He's a great guy. He's a major individual, a thousand million percent. He he hooked me up with these two. Also hooked me up with beautiful cups from 1989. I saw those. Yeah, they're stunning, beautiful, and I'll be drinking and drinking from them. And uh, also the December 1989 magazine and the August 1988 magazine, or something like some version. Of wow, that. One what with a, the and, powers of pain, and, and one with Warrior on the cover. And by the way, I always did, wanted to never have. Did he charge you for the Haku? Yeah, we, we worked something out. We worked something <laughs> okay. out. How, okay. Hold, well, hold on, oh, this is important. How good a deal? Yeah, the, one of the best deals of the biz today. For the a, package deal, a great deal. Uh, and I, he made me an offer I couldn't refuse. So I just want to say, uh, SGG, in all the years of me doing the podcast, uh, no, let me know. I'm not. You know what? Not even true. 
I have had people reach out and give me great wrestling t-shirts before. I don't want to forget. I was going to say, because Dip managed to pull off a number one wanted, his number one wanted thing came just rolling into our inbox, and I was going to complain that I haven't gotten enough shirts in that way. But I have. I've had random people give me gift shirts that were super mage. So let me not be a disrespectful jerk jerk off. <laughs> um, congratulations, Dip. We know how much Haku means to you. Does this complete he's the set? I mean, he's real. By the way, much larger than I thought. A very large item. The paint is is stunning and and really something. I mean, look at that. Look at the condition <laughs> of Haku here. Look at those tights. Really yeah. an absolutely beautiful item. I mean, let's take a look at the I referee. The, does the does the referee look like anyone? Does it look like Hebner or anything? No, he just is it looks too like early a handsome for man. <laughs> no, it's not necessarily supposed to be Hebner, but um that is really one one nice looking referee, also in, in mint wow. and Jay's condition. And uh, I just now have to figure out how I'm going to uh, display them all at uh, Dipper Lago. I'm thinking you have them that all now, though, right? Display case with a light. Uh, this is I so have thrilling. every single LJN now, um, which is something I always wanted. And I said one day when I get enough money, I'm going to I'm going to own every single LJN. There's a few accoutrements that I'm missing. I'm missing uh, one or two accoutrements. Like, uh, I, I, I can't. What are you going to do now, Jack though? Like Jack's hat. I know I had it. I can't find it, though. Oh, no. You need oh. to pack Jack's hat. I'll how do you even? How do you? I, it might be somewhere. How, What's okay. next? What's next for Brian Dippestein? You, the I don't know. I got to tell you, this was really all I wanted was the L, was and, this yeah. LJN collection. Sure. And sure. now I have achieved uh, greatness in the LJN community. And um, I want to thank my boy, Mike S. in Hershey, PA. Uh, and, for, and by the way, I was and his child who sent me a, 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 a his son, his eight year old son wrote uh, a note with a Jace and mage and repug and all the, all the, <laughs> the whole dictionary, the entire dictionary worth of words uh, on a on a piece of construction paper. So thank you to Mike S. Agarica. How does how does Howie feel about you calling it just the dictionary? Uh, it's something that uh, a bunch of the uh, my coworkers made up. The dictionary <laughs> has Howie I ever I've heard ever said that on the pod? But has Howie is. has Howie ever heard this? Of course. How does he feel about it? He tries to take credit for a lot of these uh, these words, but I have to <laughs> remind him. I, he's he revisionist history for Mister uh, Howard Tannenbaum. Oh, so you're saying you're Star saying Hill, he's you're saying he's not telling the truth. Uh, but here's the here's the thing, though, Dip. Here's the thing, though, Dip. I, I'm saying he he's not part of the Truth Commission. Even but, if he, uh, even if he gave it to you, you gave it to the world, so it's your contribution. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. But by by that logic, that then the most. If he gave it to Dip and Dip gave it to me, I give it to the world. I don't call it the <laughs> Peter Shinnery. I don't <laughs> call it. The, there's aspects. I take my influence from a lot of places: from Howie, from Larry David, from Peter Rosenberg, all the great guys of the world. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to a little mailbag. Mail. Okay. Eric writes us, what's this? I don't even know. What th- Eric said, I'm 12. I guess he sent me a clip here that he thinks is funny, but he's being childish. Let's hear it. It's up on the cock. Okay. I mean, come on, man. Obviously, it's up on the cock. I said that last week referring to Peacock, but you didn't have to. You, Eric, you didn't have to. He he just said, dude, I lost it, and no one reacted to it. I thought it was even funnier. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, you guys know sold me on, on it being up on the cock? 
Um, Phil writes us. Mail. My gnocchi story. Dear Cheap Eats podcast. <laughs> I love the intentional mispronunciation of gnocchi. What he means is gnocchi. I've been doing the same thing for years, but because I'm from Scotland, I pronounce it differently. While Peter says gnocchi, with my Scottish accent, I say ginocchi. It's not Gnocchi. a good Scottish accent, but Ganachi. With that said, the first time I met my girlfriend's parents, they graciously cooked a delicious dinner of gnocchi at their house. When dinner was served, I thought I would get an easy laugh from the table by exclaiming, oh, I love ganachi. Instead, I was met with silence and strained looks from the rest of the table. I could sense my girlfriend's parents were thinking, who the hell is this fakakta jobber our daughter has brought home? <laughs> and, a, and a week later, she broke up with me. Just kidding. Wow. Thankfully, her parents got to know me better, and they now think I'm a great guy. Keep up the great work. Cheers, Phil. I totally thought he got dumped a week later. It's something that Troy is really, truly hoping for at the end of the day. You should. <laughs> it's his dream. Mail. Dominic says, what's up, guys? Great show. Love the inclusion of all the food back and forth. I missed out on weighing in on the great bagel discussion, but I had to throw a flag on the Parmesan discussion. How was the most mage parm not brought up? Meatball parm. Thanks for all you do. Dom I mean, from Connecticut. Meatball parm is a go-to sandwich order for me. Joe's Pizza in Los Angeles has makes it one of the great meatball parms of our time. I'm one of the biggest meatball parm guys in the biz, I got to be honest with you, but it must be crisp. You can't have the cheese and the sauce sog up the bread. It, the, the bread must be firm. Chicken, Sometimes chicken I throw it in the toaster oven. Chicken parm sandwich is so much better than a meatball parm sandwich. And even then, in just the, the realm of parm, chicken parm, eggplant parm are much more versatile than a meatball parm. You're really just throwing the meatball parm in a sandwich, right? Because then it's just spaghetti and meatballs or whatever. If you just... Chicken parm is its own thing that you can do many things with. An eggplant parm is, is a great alternative. So meatball parm's cool if you if you want a sandwich, but we're back on eggplant again. The, that that mushy nonsense meat. Love eggplant. Alternative. Yeah. Love eggplant. Means. By the way, you missed a great meal at uh, Andrew Goldstein's birthday party this past weekend. Oh, oh, tell me more about that. But the burger, the burger situation was just top top notch, high level. Was like, it? Were people grilling the burgers? Not people. Grill grill master Andrew Goldstein himself. Let me let me was, say something about myself. Okay, not to make it about me again, but. I am a grill <laughs> micromanager. I I stare at the person making the grill. Making the you're staring. Grill. I'm staring. I'm micromanaging a grill, a hundred percent. And now, by the way, I'm not. I don't. I don't know how to grill. I'm not a griller. I'm. I can't. I'm not flipping and flipping. But I will tell you right now, I need the correct cheese placement on the burger. I I like well done meat. I don't know you. Peter knows knows that. I don't know if SGG does. I only eat well done meat. So I make sure that it's on. The correct amount of time. It, you'd like you'd like it. the smash I burgers. Cut into yeah. it just to see this the center. I I micromanage the entire process. That's why you would like. Uh, that's why you would like the Goldstein smash burgers because they are. You know they're 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 very thin, so you wouldn't have well, to worry. I had them in the Hamptons. He made them in the Hamptons. Oh, that's right. That's right. No, you didn't. He was. Yeah, he did. Goldstein did. wasn't in the Hamptons. Who did the smash burger? Oh, Brian Mann made the smash burger. Brian Mann made the smash burgers. He was smashing and smashing. Yeah. Axe and smash. <laughs> we didn't make any reference to that. 
Um, I'll tell you one thing. There were so many Jews at Ange Gold birthday, we could have had a minion. <laughs> Anybody unexpected there? Um, I'm trying to think of a funny thing to add that could have been mage. Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no one, no well, one any, unexpected. No, I, I know something. Go ahead. Was there anything on the grill that oh is usually not on the grill or is an unexpected item to put on the grill? Isn't that always bizarre? Like, like, let me tell you, let me tell you something that I don't think should be on a grill. Corn. Why put corn on the grill? Eh. I don't, I don't need corn on a grill. Well, I, I enjoy the corn on the grill. Yeah, I don't corn, need I don't it. Like- Amber knew. Oh my, video. oh my God. Amber and Marissa are both texting me right now. <laughs> put them on well, the podcast. <laughs> oh, what's going on? I feel bad when people FaceTime me during a podcast and I just have to send them to voicemail. Well, unexpected FaceTimes shouldn't call what? like a sane person. <laughs> she wrote, Amber wrote, damn, straight banged on us. Okay, well, let's get to a couple more mailbags. Mail. Um, I think grilled vegetables are a waste in general. Really? Yeah, we just want the meat. Give us the give us everything else. Give us the give us the protein. Who needs a a, a vegetable on the grill? Well, I agree yeah. with you from like if I'm if I just want to have a great time, do I need the veggies? No. But it does you want to fill up on veggies a little bit so you're not eating 12 burgers. Even though with those those smash burgers, it's so hard <laughs> to have one. They're so small. They're so thin. Troy wants to ban it from the podcast. What over over grilled vegetables? You cross the line. It's, you cross the Get line. That's here. it. Stop. You know, you you and I both know the kebab comes out. All you're taking is the chicken or the or the meat or uh, off the kebab and leaving the vegetables. Maybe if you're still hungry after you eat the meat on the kebab, you'll then take the, you'll dunk the vegetables in whatever sauce there is and eat it. But other than that, it's a secondhand thing. Got to tell you, Natalie made some it's an soup. Afterthought. Natalie made some soup this week. Because I, I need to, I've been eating like a pig, so I, she made a, a huge pot of soup for me to eat all week, and then she made some chili. Oh, what a woman I found! Oh. She's cooking, cooking. A woman who makes chili is just something. There's something <laughs> going on. It's del- it's delicious. It's a yeah. great it's a great chili confirmed. Um, She's all right, a the wonderful ma- human being. The majest boys in Dip's voice. I got to tell you, if Naomi and Sasha leaving turns out to be a work, and they return to join the bloodline, that would be mage, dude. That was all in your voice. It seems as it seems as if this moment is a real story. But how cool would it be to see it all that gold in one entrance? It would be great. If this led to a bloodline story, it would be awesome. No, I would not. That could be potentially very, very cool. Speaking of which, by the, wh- by the way, yeah. sorry to interrupt. If this leads to a bloodline story with Naomi, mad props to whoever came up with this idea. But it, it's not. It, yeah, I wish it I, were. I, I think you're. I think you're unfortunately God. right about that. I think this is yeah. the real deal. Um, speaking of which, watching how SmackDown closed last week, I saw Riddle stand up to Roman and thought, "How great would this be if Riddle gave the knee to Roman and then left?" Then it happened. It seems far fetched now, but for a long time, RVD as world champ seemed far fetched as well. Keep Randy and Riddle together but build Riddle to eventually be the one to dethrone Roman. The program could be great. Stay mage and enjoy yourselves. I do agree that Riddle and Roman could be a great program, and I also agree 
great email. I also agree that in terms of like a credit from a credit credibility standpoint, I don't hate Riddle as the guy to potentially dethrone. Roman yeah, it's Reigns. not it's not far fetched. RVD as world champion wasn't far fetched either, but Riddle, um, Riddle's like you said, he is very credible. That MMA background, I mean, he does he's Russell's barefoot because he wants people to know that as chill as he is, he can still kick ass if he has to. So he could be the one. I don't hate he, it. He could be. In twenty twenty, in twenty twenty four, he could be the one to do it. All right, let's hit one more. Mail. Darth Noel writes us and says, "Peace to stack guy Greg Epstein of Juan Epp and thirty five under thirty five with Sasha Naomi dropping the belts to Johnny Ace's desk. Do you think this is part of a bigger problem with Vince making changes last minute and Vince not being and Vince not being a fan of tag team wrestling? Sasha Banks is a legit star and has huge crossover appeal. I see her and Roman." being huge stars outside of the ring. Is Vince totally out of touch? Be safe and stay mage. Peace. Uh, peace, knowledge, Allah. Well, thank you, Darth Noel. Um, I, I, well, I'll tell you a couple things. I don't know if I believe that Sasha Banks is a huge star outside of the ring. Uh, I'm not, I'm not convinced of that yet. I, 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 I would love to be convinced. I, hell, I'm not even convinced that Roman Reigns is a huge star outside the ring yet. I mean, like it, that's really a world where you got to show me. I can't just admit, guys, there have been so many people who are talented and good looking and charismatic in wrestling. Tons, tons. How many have actually, truly crossed over outside the ring? Three. <laughs> Hogan, I'm uh, sorry, Rock, Cena, Austin? Batista. 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 Three. Not even Austin. Austin if, tried, though. Austin did try. Hogan, too. Hogan yeah. Hogan got their best effort. Hogan got well. TV Hogan shows. Hogan put in a real effort. Yeah. Um, Austin, we don't know. Maybe Austin didn't push it all the way to the limit. That's and I'll true. tell you, I don't think Austin's days of hosting. I don't think we've seen him reach the pinnacle of what he could do as a TV host. That is true. Um, you know, he's really good. But I, I say all of that to and say, Rock after like ten years. You said Rock after ten years. Yeah. In terms of how, how long it took him to truly be a crossover star? Yeah, because, I mean, between Scorpion King and then, you know, there was some Tooth Fairy, there was some, you know, Walking Tall, there was some good movies that had him, but didn't really, they weren't blockbusters like now Rock is bankable. So we'll see. Dip, you leaving? Yes. <laughs> Same age. Don't worry, stay mage, Dip. We're ending here anyway. Let's just stay mage. Slide to Shad Gaspar Black Power Rankings. Yeah. Do you want to look, do you want to hit some Black Power Rankings? Yeah. Uh, real quick, I also want to say before we hit the Black Power Rankings, Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. We'll get to more mailbag next week. I know today we got caught up with a lot of the big news of the day. What do you got, SGG? Yeah, I want to hit this Black Power Rankings because on, on Friday night, um, I was invited by MLW to come check out their show. They were in Philly at the legendary 2300 Arena. And I had a I had a really great time. Like I just have to say that right up front. I got to see I got to see Sandman come out. I didn't realize how over he still was and how much fun it was to sing along with the Enter Sandman while somebody's getting beat with a Singapore cane. Um they had some very talented wrestlers. I got to see Jacob Fatu, uh Richard Holiday. Um, Alex Hammerstone, but Alex Kane, uh, their national open weight champion, 
really impressed me. He had a match with Davey Richards where he defended the title. Um, I don't want to spoil it because this was all taped for an episode of MLW Fusion that they're going to air in a, in the coming weeks. But um, but man, Alex Kane, incredible. He he cut a promo before Alex the match. Alex Kane, okay. Yeah, he cut a promo before the match just talking about how like any style of wrestler you want to send him up against, he can do it. And he'll he'll do it better than them. And he can beat them. And then Davey Richards comes out to challenge him for the championship after he issues an open challenge. And in my eyes, he proved it. So I'm giving it to him. Um, I even bought his shirt after the match. Uh, I stopped by the merch table, made sure I got some Alex Kane merch because I think I think that kid's got a future. So I'm giving it to Alex Kane from MLW. Um, I'm going to give it to Cedric Alexander who is trying his best to prove to Bobby Lashley that he should be back in the hurt business. And for his trouble yesterday, I got tossed from the top turnbuckle and really scared me I, that you see how like that toss looked a little nervous from Lashley, <laughs> yeah. but he turned out to be just fine. I just like that Cedric's doing stuff, man. I think Cedric's a super talented, cool dude. I hope they find more for him. I think I, you, you guys all know we love the hurt business up here. So I would love to see more hurt business. I think Omos would be that much stronger if they were to build more of that. So I want to give it to Cedric Alexander. Send us your messages, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. And if you were hoping that today uh, Jewish JR would review Kendrick Lamar's album, I just want to say <laughs> go download this week's One App podcast where Saif and I spent a 30, 40 minutes talking about the Kendrick Lamar album. But I, I will say I'm a fan of Kodak Black. He's an understated artiste when it comes to the pin. <laughs> uh, everyone have a wonderful week. SUG, stay mage. Enjoy yourself, Pete. Like, sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. M-m-m-m-mage.